Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 6, titled Snatch Game. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by the prima, prima donna. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... How about you mind your own fucking business? To Taylor... The Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. <laughs> Hello, Joe. <laughs> That's another good one. Oh, really? Because I was between two for that one. I and I was like, I was wondering if I made the right choice. Here, let me play the other one. This is the only All chance. Right. And I really, up until the last second, this was the other one. Sorry that I have not been able to break free of the voices and the things going on in my head. No, you picked the right one. Uh, okay. You picked the right one. That one was way too long, and the added the additional music. Whereas, yeah, this was succinct. this was. I'm I'm way behind on podcasts right now, mm-hmm. and I just started listening last night to our episode two. Oh my goodness! Of where where you say, um, you know, where you said, please give it up for it. And, you know, <laughs> you're the reason I I'm addicted to drugs, and I laughed again just as hard because I forgot that that was the thing. So. This was this was a good one. This was oh, a good very one. good. Uh, anyway, Taylor the Latte Boy. You know, everyone should know we've already recorded our uh, Just Between Us Girls segment, so we're gonna jump right into mm-hmm. the show. And uh, but if you want to hear what Taylor and I talked about, what's so funny now, I can tell you what we talked about. We talked about Taylor fucking his husband in the middle of the day. What else did we? Or talk the about? hopes of it. What else did we talk about? Oh, talked I talked about, about my work, your job. I talked about me on, yeah. emailing Crystal. I talked about mm-hmm. some podcasters who did not respond to my email. They can go fuck themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> building bridges. Okay. <laughs> building bridges, but more like an incline and um, or a decline. And um, I feel there was a, a lot. By the way, if you're an Animal Crossing fan too, there's a whole separate segment we did about Animal Crossing. It's it, it was a whole it was like a 30 minute just between us girls segment. Yeah, time, where we, that's yeah. Just what I remember the big topic that we talked about. You had uh, you had a weird dream. You I had a weird dream. I drew hair on my chest. He did draw hair on his chest. I yeah. don't have to do that because I have hair on my chest. I don't have chest. like Taylor. I don't. I, I this is the mystery. You don't have like it, any hair on your chest. No, none, zero. I'm just a smooth. Think. That- <laughs> anyway, oh, I gotta stop. I didn't even fade out of the music. Uh, yeah, that's all right. We're still doing the intro. Yeah, we're still doing the intro. All right. So anyway, go to Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia to hear and see. You can actually see that all of that goodness. All right. This week, the, tr- the queens try to make Rue laugh in this season's Snatch Game. On the runway, the category is Frozen Eleganza. Gigi Good wins her second main challenge of the season, while Britta and Aiden Zane end up in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, Britta was told, Shantae, you stay, while Aiden Zane was asked to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. I thought this was a good snatch game there was i kind of remember last year really not liking snatch game so i i go into this now feeling like we get diminished returns Mm -hmm. um but i felt like there were some really strong people the the top three were the strongest i think but um so i enjoyed that i i enjoyed the theme for the runway Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. um the thing that i did not like was Hmm. It it felt 
trying to think of the thing that, that I, I thought of something and I can't remember what it is. Um, yeah. it, it, it This was an okay episode. I don't know that there was anything that I necessarily super disliked. I mean, mm-hmm. other than my standard answer of Britta being extra. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's good that she had to lip sync. And uh, I thought that she gave a strong performance, but for reasons that we'll talk about when we talk about the lip sync. And um, yeah, I mean, just, just Britta at this point. Britta, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Britta. If I can kind of add an asterisk to that, mm-hmm. this week's Untucked just was a huge mess. I have no idea what was going on in Untucked this week. Mm-hmm. It was just – it was a lot of chaos. So. Oh, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, maybe it'll happen at the beginning. They, they never resolved Gigi and Heidi. She said, we'll talk about this right. later. And it, But maybe yeah. you know, at the top of the show is, is when they come back to that stuff. And so maybe yeah. at the top of next week's show, that's when they come back to it. Um, what about from- you? Okay, so for me, look, here's the deal. When I get a crush on somebody, there are so many factors at play, okay? Obviously, the physical attraction is a big part of it. But then there's little quirks and movements and and, and, and idiosyncrasies the person might have that I find very attractive, okay? Yeah. And the more I learn about the person, the more I grow connected to them and I'm attracted to them and I want to marry them. And I have to tell you, especially this episode, Gigi Good put me over the top. So Gigi Good, this was a great episode for her this week. Yeah, it was a great episode. Now, look, I'm not generally like like Gigi Good isn't physically. I mean, in a lot of ways she is, but in a lot of ways she's not my type. But mm-hmm. man, just her personality and the way she moves, the way she moves is just very sexy to me. Like there's a mm-hmm. it's so quick and it's so funny how as, as uh, gay people maybe all men are like this but like there's a moment at the top at the at the at the when they heighten you know when they heighten the cold open the act one when they like um go like that music builds and it goes yeah bum 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 right and she she's swirling her head and then she like throws the wig down and she sashays away yeah. like. Oh, that was so fucking sexy to me. And she was just so <laughs> zip. Yeah, zip. And then also, drop it to the floor. Also, I love, as I've said many times before, I'm not one of those gay bros. I love me a femme drag queen. So when Gigi gave that whole speech during um, Elimination Day that she doesn't really identify with any gender and blah, 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 I thought that was so fucking sexy. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm all about Gigi Good now. And so we're going to get married, okay. is what I'm trying to say. Okay, um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Gigi aware of this? No. Does she have to be? <laughs> I think that's kind of important. Mm. All right. Next, RuPaul looked so good this week. Yes. Yes. I hoped that we would talk about yeah. Ru. I, I gasped when she mm-hmm. came out. And honestly, great, great hair and yes, outfit. It's like, it kind of makes sense, like, why they fired Delta. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as one fat gay Mexican to another, bitch, you were not doing your job. You know, like, because she made her look a Delta. It was just Delta's hair. Yeah. You know, and this one, it was so different from anything we saw Delta ever do. And it looked so amazing and so good. And I think from the preview from next week, it looks like she looks amazing next week, too. Yes. She, she's got crazy, like, kind of shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Really, really super big hair. Yeah. I'm yeah, excited yeah, for that yeah. look as well. Whoever they got now was amazing. Um, the thing I didn't like, and this is going to be a very interesting discussion, I think this might be one of the worst Snatch Games I've ever seen. Okay. 
I think okay, yeah, and I and I have a lot of thoughts about this, but we'll get about the snatch game because I did peek at the Discord and I peeked at Reddit, and uh, Discord more than Reddit disagreed with me, um, but um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about this, and so uh, we'll talk about that in detail. Uh, but let's get right into the episode. Um, after Nikki's elimination, Heidi tells the others they'd better watch out because she doesn't plan on lip syncing again. After Jan asks her how she's feeling, Britta once again tells Aiden she should have been in the bottom. And the next day, it's a new work. It's a new day in the workroom, and RuPaul enters to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. Now, ladies, for this week's Maxi Challenge, we're playing the Snatch Game. <laughs> celebrity that you can impersonate then make me and the world laugh uh later in the workroom the girls discuss the characters they're considering Britta's thinking about playing jennifer holiday jada's chosen cardi b jackie doesn't recognize widow's tinta turner wig and to the other queen's confusion aiden plans to play rocky horror picture show actress patricia quinn taylor lot to talk about right here we have the cold open to talk about and we have mm-hmm. um the the Mac they didn't they didn't do any mini challenge they just jumped right into the maxi challenge and right into the workroom. Your thoughts? The the opening the the cold open felt to me produced. Mm-hmm. It felt like there was a need on the producer's part to say because all of the good stuff that happened last week in Untucked the big fight. Some people, I think they're looking at it as people don't just watch the whole two hour block or if you're only purchasing like the season pass on iTunes or something, you might not be purchasing on Tucked as well. So it felt very much like a, you know, hey, Britta, why don't you talk about your feelings on, you know, or when Jan said, you know, Britta, how do you feel about the, <laughs> that? It it was it was a way to sort of kind of push that along. Which also made good for the narrative because then it was the two of them going up against each other at the lip sync. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sick, I'm sick of hearing about it, and I'm glad that we don't have to hear about that. And now Britta doesn't have that to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Where Britta says, oh, I don't understand why I'm doing so well when there's somebody like that. Well, now, as we saw in Untucked, that people are starting to call her on that. That, you know, well, yeah, you, you, yes, you were New York Entertainer of the Year, but that's not doing any good here, girl. She won't fucking stop mentioning that. Entertainer of the Year, right. according to whom? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the Bill de Blasio called her and said, listen, Britta. <laughs> I got to bring you up to City Hall. We found out you're Entertainer of the Year. Right. Um, the Tina Turner wig issue, mm-hmm. it wasn't a really good Tina Turner wig. I mean, I know that in the 90s, Tina, you know, when you think about Tina Turner's hair, at least the way I do, you think of that mm-hmm. '80s where it's completely where where she's where it's it's almost like a mullet kind of yeah. thing where it goes down and rests on her shoulders. Yeah. And it wasn't until the mid '90s when she was doing like the Wildest Dreams tour and things like that that she had that very short in the back and then just sort of this big thing up top. Uh-huh. So I got who it was, but it makes sense that people wouldn't necessarily know that that was supposed to be Tina Turner. Well, also, especially someone, I, I feel, I, I know, T- Taylor, you might not know, I know you're a Tina stan, but mm-hmm. um, it, it would, because Tina Turner has, for I would say for the past, in this millennium, not really been a pop, big pop presence, you know? And no, I so, would agree with that. Yeah. So for someone as young as Jackie, who's probably, what, her mid to late 20s? I don't know, how old is Jackie Cox? 
think she's uh, I think she's one of the oldest ones. I think she's early thirties. Okay, but still, that I couldn't I could understand like not like knowing. I mean, Jackie knew who Tina Turner was once they said, "Oh, it's Tina Turner." She's like, "Oh, okay," but. I could see not knowing that that was a Tina Turner wig style. Does yeah, that make sense? That's what Especially I'm saying. not being black. I could see maybe a black gay knowing because they see a lot of uh, either themselves or black other black drag queens doing Tina Turner. But like, if you're just, you know, a twenty-something-year-old Persian drag queen, why would you know that specific wig? And like you said, it wasn't a very good. It was a shitty shake and go wig. It was a shitty wig. But I yeah. also okay. But I'm also going to say that I think that. If you are truly trying to be America's next drag superstar, that you should know gay pop culture of the last. I mean, I think from at the very least from Judy Garland on, who are the huge icons? And Tina Turner is definitely one of those icons. I'm not faulting Jackie for not knowing who Tina Turner was. I'm faulting Widow because it was a shit wig. No, you're right. And this this is a topic that we will get into in depth. When we talk about the Snatch Game, I think what you're saying there, and we talked about it on previous Snatch Games, um, and we'll we'll explore that even further there. Um, any other thoughts on the workroom? Uh, you know, there's something that happened in the cold open, and I can't remember what it was, but I remember I, I, I was re-watching it this morning, I was doing other things that I rewatched, mm-hmm. And I thought to myself during the, the opening act, oh, I should have taken a note on that. That's something I want to bring up with Taylor. Now, again, I can't remember what it was. I didn't take a note then. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's move on. During the table, we're going to the table visits. Rue enters the workroom with former contestant Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. Heidi tells Rue she plans to play Leslie Jones, but Rue and Ms. Vanjie tell her she should play someone with a southern accent. Jan, plan- Jan plans to play portray Bernadette Peters. Crystal wants to play indie pop persona Poppy. Rue recommends Elle DeBarge before Crystal breaks down in tears. Frustrated with her mediocre reception, does far vanessa hits on jackie who plans on playing lisa rinna or julie andrews and Gigi plans to play a literal robot named maria that we got to talk about but rue is concerned that a robot doesn't have a sense of humor taylor your thoughts on the table visits much like the annoyance of um heidi not using her full name and refusing to use her full name the whole elder barge thing we get it. You think she looks like Elda Barge. But now that she's referring to her as Elda Barge, I find it to be very disrespectful. I, I feel like you're not really – you're seeing what you want to see and you're forcing that down everybody else's throat versus recognizing Crystal's vision, Crystal's aesthetic, Crystal who Crystal is. And mm-hmm. it is I, – I, I find that – I just find it kind of gross and that they mm-hmm. play the music you know, under her and everything. It's I, – I don't like that. I, 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 it makes it makes me mad. I, you know, I'm not a huge Crystal fan, but I really appreciate what she's doing more than I expected to this season. Mm-hmm. And it, when she does that, it makes me mad for Crystal. It feel it feels slightly bullying to me. Oh, really? It's so funny that you interpret it that way, and and, and it 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 actually speaks to probably um, what I'm going to say next. So I will tie it in where it feels like pulling on a little girl's ponytails, and that's a way of boys flirting with her. I know what's funny is I know for a fact RuPaul's talked about it. She actually likes very tall men. Like I think her husband's a perfect example of her type. So yeah. um, she actually likes very very tall white men. Uh-huh. But I get a uh, I get a very strong flirty sense from RuPaul. I feel like RuPaul is like smitten with Crystal, and it's, uh, yeah. 
it's clear that she ha- she sees something in Crystal and she really yeah, likes Crystal. <laughs> she sees her go fucking Crystal. Right. But she but it's it's where she's not really focused like she she's then let give Crystal an opportunity to really show who she is and part of that is by going by the name Crystal Method. Mm-hmm. Instead of just this where we're just beating, we're just punching this elder barge at her to where at some point, like, you know, if by some chance they do the live finale, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have a video with elder barge where elder barge is going to talk to Crystal um, on elder barge. What is he doing? He'll come out and sing the fucking song. <laughs> so it, it, it just we we get it. We get it. Move on kind of thing. So that that's that's my issue with it. You know, where we've we've seen like on Twitter where it says no one, absolutely no one at all. Then it says RuPaul, you know, Crystal has an Elder Barge wig. <laughs> Crystal looks just like Elder Barge. Yeah. No, I see I see what you mean, but I think RuPaul wants to get inside Crystal so badly. I think she wants to top Crystal. See, I think the well, bottom also, Go ahead. We also got the um, you know, I'm your new mommy now scene this week with uh with where she actually allowed she allowed RuPaul to touch her and hug her. So. Yeah, but and it she like jumped on like the second like the second crystal cry she was like, I'm gonna give that bitch a fucking tight ass hug and just feel her little <laughs> twink body next up to me. Yeah, RuPaul wants to fuck Crystal. Like hard. And I will say this, Crystal said one of the funniest things in the entire episode when Rue says, is there anything I could say to you right now? And she said, congratulations, you're the winner of this week's challenge. Yeah. I thought it was very, very funny yeah. and very, very quick. So yeah. I, 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 I get that we definitely have some listeners and I've seen a lot of like uber love for Crystal. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. I'm not quite there. But like I said earlier, I really, when we watched the Meet the Queens, I'm like, oh, she's the first one yeah, out. No. And she's really... She's really she's 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 really growing on me as a strong as a strong look queen, which I did not expect that to be the case at all. She has a very distinct style and is still able to modify it within what the judges want. So I, I'm I, I'm enjoying seeing what she's bringing down the runway every week and, and her looks. I'm not think, a big fan of the whole character she did, but we'll talk about that. It's um, it, it, I think the Meet the Queens highlights crystal's weakness and or problem because she's getting a candy yeah. ho edit so far and for those of you not in the know candy ho edit means we don't see you you're not a voice yeah right and um it's one of these things where uh crystal i think the meet the queens highlights why she's getting that candy ho edit i don't mm-hmm. think she's very good in the confessional type situation and yeah. i think she freezes up she gets two in her head and that's why when you and i that makes sense when you and i saw we both like oh she's going home she sounds like a loser yeah and i think the editors are having trouble finding clips to have because look anybody who says because of the sherry pie problem anybody who has anything interesting to say the editors will take it and put it in place right yeah and we're not seeing the fact that we're losing crystal in a sherry pie edit thing speaks to that her, her her confessionals were not very good they anytime she's asked yeah. something interesting they'd say they they put it in but uh yeah i i think that's sort of the problem and i think that's what that's why we thought she didn't go very far based on meet the queens um i want to talk a little bit let's talk about it now before we get in the snatch game because it's highlighted here uh let's talk about some different choices um 
as we saw, uh, no, I guess we'll talk about. We'll go down the runway when we not, not down the lineup when we go. But let me see if there's anything else here. Um, the Elder Barge stuff. Uh, Vanessa hitting on Jackie. Any problem with that? Or not knowing who no, Julie Andrews was? I think was? that's just who Vanessa is. I, when we saw the preview for this week's episode where they brought in Vanjie, mm-hmm. I didn't understand why, especially when they brought in Jinx last season to talk to the girls before Snatch Game. And now and then it made sense. So instead of just having another winner come in, they have somebody who did so badly explaining this is what you want to avoid to do it. It, it, it made more sense. And I thought Vanjie... Vanjie is somebody who we've definitely, from the very first episode when she went home till now, we have seen. Th- this is an example. I think Rue brings her in to kind of show the growth of some of these girls. I mean, Vanjie was very on her on her toes and very back and forth, and kind of. I mean, they were using a lot of analogies of like kind of volleying back and forth, and and Vanjie is an example of somebody who can do that now, and is and, and was. I'm assuming. I feel like she will look like she was. Is having a lot of fun coming back to the set, and I you kind of get that feeling that she is beloved by the drag race crew. So it felt like because it's there were times where it almost looked like she was talking to them and not necessarily the contestants, and it it was it was it was fun to watch her. I well, a couple of things. Uh, I saw this on the internet, but also after Buzz TV's Jay Ellis texted me while he was watching the show and said, "I think RuPaul just learned the word volley." Because that, <laughs> I mean, she kept saying that word. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, next, I actually think your analysis is too generous towards RuPaul and the production. I think what happened is one. Uh, no matter what you can say about RuPaul, I mean about Vanjie as a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, what cannot be denied is that she's amazing television. All right. Mm -hmm. She's amazing to watch. She's amazing to listen to. And she makes things more interesting just by her being there. I think they, if they didn't have this planned, that there was a, uh, you know what? These bitches are so fucking boring. They all get along. They don't fight. We need to liven up this. To get some something going, so especially if this is a yeah. snatch game. We want to make it fun and have a good. And so they bring in Vanjie to, to like sort of like spark up the energy in the in the um, workroom. Because again, with the exception of Aiden, I'm very curious to see what happens next week because they all get along. The only real kind of problem was with Aiden, and I even think that was heightened for the show. Yeah, but I feel like they definitely, with Untucked, they're, they're moving into where it's going to be Heidi versus the girls. I feel like Heidi's feelings were hurt. And even if it's short term, mm-hmm. that's going to be where they get the drama next week. I also wanted to talk about something. So I'm I'm going to spoil something. Not really, Taylor. I'm going to spoil last week's rumor mill with you. So the the rumor mill, we, ha- we had nailed it that uh, Gigi was going to play a robot. But the rumor world got confused because um, uh, the actual name of the robot that uh, Gigi was playing, I believe, is named Sophie. Okay. And she called her robot Maria. Now, Maria the robot is uh, is the name of the main character in a silent film called Metropolis. Okay. And she has a, and, and oh, you, okay. I've yeah. seen. I've seen pieces of that. Yeah. Which, if you did a, a makeup as and and cosplay as a gay, per, I think Maria the robot from from Metropolis is a gay icon too. Right? So, 
Um, yeah. So the rumor was that she was going to play Maria, the, the robot from Metropolis. And I think it's because she named the robot that. But the actual, I believe the actual name of the robot, I could be wrong, uh, is Sophie the robot. Let me make sure about that. Yeah, Sophie the robot. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it is Sophie. People in the chat room are saying that thought the robot's name was Sophie. Oh, uh, no, Sophia. I'm sorry. It's called so- Her name's Sophia. And okay. um, uh, so that, so when you hear the rumor mill, that's what we got wrong. But I could see why whoever originally posted that rumor, why they originally thought it was the one from Metropolis. So, let's, so uh, based on that now, let's go into the Snatch Game. Rue introduces Snatch Game contestants, Mean Girls actor Daniel Francesi and Jonathan Bennett. On the celebrity panel, Heidi in Closet is Leslie Jones. Jackie Cox is Lisa Rinna. Jada Essence Hall is Cardi B. Jan is Bernadette Peters. Widow Von Du is Tina and Slash Ike Turner. Gigi Good is M- uh, Maria the Robot. Aiden Zane is Patricia Quinn, who is a woman from, uh, who an actress who was in... Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Britta is Jennifer Holliday. Crystal Method is Poppy, a uh, YouTube sensation. And Sherry Pie is Catherine Hepburn. Gigi Good, Jackie Cox, and Sherry Pie are the clear frontrunners, while Krista, Britta, and Aiden struggle to get a laugh. Taylor, your thoughts on the Snatch Game? Uh, I think that the who was in the top three and bottom three were correct. Um, I thought that Lisa, uh, Jackie as Lisa Renna was pretty funny. Um, definitely got, definitely got the, we're going to say Harry Hamlin's name a lot. We're going to self promote as much as we do. Um, I like that they brought in at one point, she brought in the reference to Melrose place. Cause she was on, she was on Melrose place for one or two seasons. At one point, she played a crazy person on there. And, um, it, 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 it she, she was a classic snatch game character. She kind of had that of where she was and she was lots of props, lots of lots of that sort of thing. Um, And, you know, as much as we hated to admit it, Sherry was funny as Catherine Hepburn with the with the scraggly handwriting and and kind of just saying whatever the correct answer was to get the match. I thought that was pretty smart. Uh, However, we laughed the hardest at Gigi. We laughed at it because we thought that the the, the skull cap was who are you talking about? My husband and I, my husband and I. So we laughed the hardest at a lot of kind of the jokes that were said and the back and forth that she had with Rue, um, the not being able to pick up the cards, everything like that. It was, it was, it was uh, between the two, between particularly between her and Lisa Rinna, it was something different and it took, was more of a risk. I feel like, you know, the, uh, the, the real housewives have all been done numerous times and even to where they tried to get Heidi to do one of the real housewives who she had no idea who it was. And that's just sort of a stock card possible character. Whereas this was something that was very, very different that we've never seen before. And despite Rue saying to her, I don't think you're going to do well with this. I feel like she really kind of nailed it out of the park. So in that regards, I feel like she did really well. The, the poppy thing, this is kind of my issue with sometimes the younger Queens in snatch game because they do things that they are referencing as far as whether we had like somebody did uh Gigi gorgeous and you know, you've got poppy and you've got these like YouTube stars, which I also get for the younger generation. They are the celebrities, the equivalent of who we watched on TV when we were kids. But I feel like I had no idea who this person was. I had no idea if the jokes were supposed to be funny or not, or if she just was lost. And it kind of maybe whenever she, whenever she was on T on TV, it made me cringe. I have other thoughts, but I, I don't want to talk so much. So, what what do you what do you think? 
I'm going to go down the list because some of them just deserve only like a bullet point of uh, what. Okay. Heidi in closet as Leslie Jones. I feel that she had two other characters that she bailed on at the last minute. Because why would that's a random character to do, and she didn't even do it well. Like that, there in no way did her personality resemble Leslie Jones whatsoever. Uh, mm-hmm. If I were to give advice, I would say she should play. Um, uh, who's the woman from The Help? That's not Viola Davis. Octavia Spencer. She should play Octavia Spencer. Yeah, I've seen that on Twitter. People posting pictures of the two of them next to each other. Yeah, like she mm. should be Octavia Spencer. I could see the Phaedra, but if she doesn't know who she is. But, okay, guys, I'm telling you right now. Here is a lesson in the Snatch Game, okay? Here's what you do if you want to win the Snatch Game. I, I've got the recipe, and we're going to get Jackie Cox as an example of kind of what not to do, believe it or not. Even though she was on the top. We'll see. I'll show you what I mean in a second. Is It's very simple. All right? Is you take an old-timey character that RuPaul would know. You don't have to be really like that character, right? You take an old-timey character that's sort of iconic, especially in gay culture, right? Mm-hmm. And then you... It's just... It's plug and play. You take that and then have that person say inappropriate things. Okay, a person who an old heavy character who wouldn't say inappropriate things comes on and say inappropriate things. I, this is just literally off the top of my head. You are like, I'm Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. And Lucille Ball comes on and says, oh, Rue, um, Ricky stuffed way too many dicks in my mouth. You know, I'm, I'm just, that's just yeah. that's not funny. But like that kind of dumb joke. Right. Yeah. I was fucking Fran. While they, and that is what makes RuPaul laugh. An old-timey character who's not usually portrayed as dirty coming on and being super dirty. End of story. You yeah. do that. At least You know what? I'll say this. I can't guarantee you'll win. You at least be safe. Okay? If you can yeah. just do that, then, then you're safe. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that's about winning the competition. Okay? That's about winning the competition. So... Leslie Jones is already known as a dirty comic who is slams it with attitude. All right. Yeah. That's not Heidi is very charismatic, but she has a different kind of charisma. Okay. It's okay. not the same kind of charisma. You got to stay within your, you got to stay in your lane. And that's not her charisma. If someone was going to do Leslie Jones, I think Widow Von Du would have done a better Leslie Jones. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, that's who I can think would do a better Leslie Jones because she has that same kind of like, don't fuck with me charisma. And I'm going to tell you how yeah. it is. But that's not, that's not how Heidi is. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was disappointing. It didn't resemble Leslie Jones at all. It was just, I don't know who Heidi and Closet was doing. It was really strange. All right. Jackie Cox and Lisa Rinna. Okay. Let me tell you my problem with this. <clears throat> and I'm going to start it with a compliment. I think whatever Jackie Cox's name is as a boy, I don't know what it is, is a very good student. And the problem with Lisa Rinna is she seemed studied it seemed very very studied which which is funny because later on we're going to have a discussion where i'm going to agree with jackie and sherry pie about their position how you should study for the snatch game and i agree with that yeah but hers seemed a little 
overstudied. It seemed like, in other words, in an earlier episode, she said, "Oh, I've taken improv class. I've been." In, I act now. I don't know this for a fact. I'm just speculating here, but I wouldn't be surprised. And and props to your mama. Did I use that correctly? But um, props so. to your mama for Jackie Cox for actually doing her homework. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if she took those improv classes to prepare for a Snatch Game. But the character seemed like something that she had workshopped before she came on the show. And again, props to her for doing that. But like she had worked with people, probably worked with improv coaches that she knew from her improv classes. And it seemed very, very character studied. Like it's just come out of, it's been neatly packaged. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. One of the things that Michelle lightly brushes on this, but I think it's a bigger deal, is why weren't Lisa, I mean, the thing that, Le, uh, the person who doesn't watch, um, Real Housewives, but who might know who Lisa Rinna is, the big thing you know about her is her big-ass fucking dick-sucking lips, right? How <laughs> yeah. How is that not brought up? Like, here he has normal lip on. Like, I was telling Lauren, I said in the first response, what I would have done, now this is just me, is I would have come on with slightly big lips. And then the next time they came back to me, the lips are bigger. And to the point where it's yeah. like comical how big her lips are. To the point where she can't even talk. You know? Right. And that would have been... And she could have said everything else. That would have been a funny bit. Everything just seemed like she she got a do-it-yourself recipe from Blathers at, of how to do a Snatch Game character. And she went to her workshop table and she made it. Okay? And yeah. that was sort of the problem with... Like, I, I found it serviceable. I found mm-hmm. it like, like it did the job. But did I laugh? No. I didn't, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't laugh at any of these drag queens. Any of them. I, this is the one Snatch Game, because even the Snatch Game before where I said I didn't laugh, it's because only one person was good, and like, and the and the proof of the, in the, in the pudding is this. Go back and watch it, and I watched it again this morning, and anybody who knows RuPaul will agree with me, there was not one, there was one that came close, but there was not one genuine RuPaul like howl with laughter, which most snatch yeah. games you have that, and this one there were some that were forced because she wanted to, she was trying to like pump it into the show, but there was yeah. none where you could tell she had to put the microphone down and she's doubled over and she's like screaming. Where even to the point where sometimes you have it where other people are talking and you still hear it in the background because it's it's bleeding into other none of this. There are a couple of forced yeah. ones. And we'll tell you why they're forced in a second, but that's what we have there. I'll stop there for a second, because I'll let you have a chance to talk. But um, I'm going down the line. Jada Essence Hall is Cardi B. Your thoughts? Uh, Jada is one of those people who I loved on her first episode when she lip synced. And she was my she was probably my favorite of all of the um, the second group of queens that came in. I keep forgetting she's there. Yeah, like for somebody who is such a glamorous queen Mm -hmm. and like her Cardi B was they sort of did the thing in the beginning. And then that was really the only time that you saw her except for maybe once. Yeah. And she's another one who you're not seeing a lot of her confessionals either. Um, And I I just sort of was like, okay, she's Cardi B. (laughs) I don't like the the concept of Cardi B to begin Mm -hmm. with. So that was sort of one that I maybe maybe I was tuning out a little bit more because of that. But I, I was not impressed. 
Jada is so lucky that there were other people who are worse than her. This is the sta- this is like she was doing like a season four level mistake on Drag Race, which is I look like this pop star. I'm gonna and then it it highlights my physical features because we know Jada loves her ass and she even brought up mm-hmm. her ass during her Cardi B. But Cardi B said nothing funny. There was nothing interesting about Cardi B. She just used it. Remember when Fifi did uh, Lady Gaga? Because yeah. to her, because she does a really good Lady Gaga. That's not what the Snatch Game is about. I can understand making yeah. that mistake though in season four. That was only the third time they had done it. You know. Right. So, uh, but by this point, bitch, how are you still making that mistake? I look like Cardi B, and I have a car. Like, I play Cardi B in uh, in my shows, and I have a nice ass. So that's gonna that's gonna. Now it, she was safe, but I think she was safe because there were so many contestants, and there were so many yeah. who were worse than she was. And, and so I have a problem with there being ten girls for snatch game it should really be eight i wouldn't be i think surprised they fucking moved it up because this fucking show is the the it, it's not boring because the problem is that it has nothing to do with the girls it's almost like a season seven problem okay mm-hmm. it's the girls are very talented it might be one of the most talented group of girls we ever had but and yeah. this and this is actually a compliment to their characters they're not fucking bitches, except for Britta, you know? Uh-huh. They're not really... Oh, I'm Sherry Pie, but we don't know, because Sherry Pie's been erased. But uh, apart right. from those two, the other girls are... And the one that you can't deny about Sherry Pie is she's very talented. I Sorry to say, she is. You know, Roman Polanski's very talented, but he's also canceled. Okay? So, um... Yeah. Uh... Is it's a very talented group of girls, and for the most part, they're very good people too. They're not trying to get there. I think, in other words, even I think Britta's drama is because her own weird insecurity issues. But I don't think it's because she's a cut. Let me tell you this actually. I happen to have a mutual friend with Britta, someone who knows Britta very well, but he's straight. Yeah. He worked with her at a restaurant in New York City. Okay. She was a waiter Mm -hmm. and they worked at the same restaurant. And in fact, what's funny in having the conversation, he was just, I, I called him this week. I, uh, he was saying it's very weird for you to call her him because he could have him, like, he knows him as his boy name, Jesse. Okay. Right. So to him, it's this bo- guy that he knows that he worked with named Jesse. And he knows he's Brita Filter, but like, it, it's, it's, it was, he wasn't opposed to it or mad. It was just like, it was unnerving to hear me refer to to jesse as a woman yeah and a name another name but anyway he was telling me that J- this that he doesn't watch the show but he's been seeing uh britta's social media response and something's going on and whatever and he was saying this is all so shocking to me. he's all J- uh jesse is like the nicest person ever like so nice so incredibly nice so i think and you're a mental health professional taylor that it's not even that Britta's a bitch. I think she's a nice person. She's in her in her head. She's just yeah. No, this is this is all the, you know. I talked about last week, and I feel like I've, on the special Untucked episode, we talked about the correlations that I'm seeing between this between her and Aiden, particularly, and Jinx and Roxy from season five. And going back and rewatching season five stuff, you realize that it's not about Jinx; it's about Roxy. And I feel like that whole thing with Aiden, this has been the same thing. That this is where Britta is used to being at a certain being adored and esteemed at a certain level. And now she's just in with everybody else, especially she's in with a group of girls that are so talented yeah. and it's fucking with her head. 
Mm-hmm. So she's going to do whatever she can, whether it's pushing Aiden down or reminding everybody I was New York Entertainer of the Year. Well, now tell me if I'm using the term correctly, Taylor, because I'm not a mental health professional, though I play one on TV. Do you believe there's a little bit of – what would this be called? I'm going to say transference, but I could be wrong, where she's mad at the judges for putting them to the bottom, but she can't be mad at them, so she's mad at uh, Aiden. Projecting. Oh, so she's, okay. she's she's projecting. Yeah, she's she's projecting at. It's definitely been projecting at Aiden. Yeah. Uh, this whole time, uh, transference is more something when you're dealing with a counselor oh, okay. in particular, where you where, oh, okay. and then counter transference is when the counselor does that to the patient. Okay. But um, it's yeah, she's definitely projecting a lot of her insecurities on somebody who is probably who was going through the same thing, who was very open of it. That's mm-hmm. the difference between her and Aiden. Yes. Britta is a stronger queen, but if Aiden seems more willing to share, look, I, the voices were in my head, and that's what caused. That's part of the reason of what caused me to go home in in all of this. You know what's so funny, and I'm gonna be careful here because I do respect people's privacy. I was in a group therapy, and this is this happened years uh-huh. ago when I first started doing a group therapy, and there was a member of the group who he would come in with these problems, and it's weird because everybody else's problems didn't bother me, but he would come in and I would get really really angry like really angry I'm like oh this fucking guy again with these fucking problems and i don't remember how long it took but one day i realized i'm all like wait a minute he and i have the same problems and mm-hmm. i realized i was my anger was at myself yeah you know we hate in others what we hate in ourselves and yeah. yes. uh that's, and, and i learned that I say. yeah i learned that in group therapy and i think it's the same thing here is Aiden is there's something weird about Aiden that I don't get but I feel Aiden is at least verbalizing at least psychologically mature enough to like just say this is how I feel and to share it in a very weird Maria the Robot kind of way but to like share that information and I think Britta hears that and it's triggering things in her and she just unleashes on Aiden well, I, th- I think that's part. Of, I think that is part of it. Um, not even necessarily what Aiden says, but just that Aiden's not doing enough. And where in in Britta's eyes, and then you've got Britta who is worrying about how she's getting it on top, and it 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 it's a trigger of sorts of where she sees somebody, and especially when she sees somebody who is not up to snuff a couple of weeks ago, and then she ends up being safe. Mm-hmm. I think that is where that that really kind of sets things off of, okay, well, Britta, I think a lot of these girls, I don't know any of them, but I would think a lot of them, especially after 12 seasons and four all-stars, think they know what to expect when they walk in. Yeah. And especially if you walk in with a higher sense of self mm-hmm. because you're New York Entertainer of the Year. Mm-hmm. And you walk in and suddenly you're seeing somebody who literally slept preparing for a challenge and they're safe. It fucks with your head. Yeah. And it's very much of the, okay, well, what I thought this was, was, is not, you know, when we talk about the, the elimination day, you know, where Heidi says at one point, she goes, snatch game was not at all what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of talking about the fact that it wasn't what they, wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you can see where somebody who considers herself to be, the shit is suddenly very scared by that. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, all right. Actually, we 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 went on that little rant there in between going there. Jan is Bernadette Peters. What a horrible Bernadette Peters. Bernadette yeah. Peters is so easy to impersonate. Not easy, but like she has a very distinct personality. What were we going to say, Taylor? 
Well, and it's it's funny because they were talking about the idea with Heidi when Heidi was going to do Leslie Jones is you want to do somebody where you don't have to focus on the voice the whole time Mm -hmm. because you don't want to suddenly change voices. We know Vanjie did that with the Cash Me Outside girl last year. And Jan kind of did that where she started off really, really, really high with the book. And then but like the next she was between Bernadette and Jan, as far as you could see that the level that she needed to keep that squeaky Cupid doll voice at wasn't, wasn't staying. And you could also see when they were showed to her that she was getting in her head because she was watching other contestants do better than her. And it was, it was, it was fucking with her and it, it doesn't allow you to stay in the zone. Well, look, it's the, here's the deal is she fell in. I, I'm literally people. I'm going to do, I'm going to plug this now. I was going to plug it later. L.A. sketch and improv comedy legend Laurie Roggenkamp and I <laughs> for Rulaska Thoughts. It's a show where we do a deeper dive into the episode every week, into the themes of the episode. For mm-hmm. this week, we are going to do a very, very, very deep dive into the Snatch Game. So, uh, patreon.com slash afterthought media. Anyway, here's what I'm going to say. Is... Mm. She fell into a uh, big snatch game mistake number two. Okay. I'm going to do this character. I think she thought she could do an impersonation of her, which she didn't. She just spoke in a high school. Bernadette Peter, I can't do it, but has a funny way. Uh, there's somebody famous who can do it. And it's really good. Uh, of pronouncing words. She pronounces words in a really weird way. Like well, she has like a cupid doll almost with a lisp. Like yeah. what, where she almost like talks like like she she kind of like keeps your lips yeah, together like she, this she, all the time. She, she, so like, when she says things, yeah. they come out in a weird way. You know, like I can't do it, but like yeah. But on top of that, this is mistake number two, and this is what Jan did. If they go on there and their responses, and actually, I would say that Jackie's was veering to, was was pushing the line here, but but Bernadette uh, Jan is Bernadette really went over the line here. I'm going to do a Wikipedia article on I read a Wikipedia article about this person, and now I'm just going to regurgitate facts about this person as my responses. So uh, okay. what would Michelle Visage serve her kids? Greens, greens, nothing but greens. And I'm like, which is a line that she sang. And why would Bernadette Peters, as an answer to a question, sing one of her like lyrics from her songs? And then, like, it was awful. It was horrible. No. Okay. Next is Widow Von Du as Tina and Ike Turner. Now, look, I didn't watch this What's Love Got to Do With It. Is there yeah. a part where Ike tries to give Tina cake or something? What was Yes. The, okay. Yes. There's explain something this, where at one point he, me. he goes to give her cake and she doesn't want the cake and he eventually smashes the cake in her face and I I think he well, he beats her. So, and he's... It, it, that, that was a... When he said, I want to do Ike Turner too, both my husband and I went, ooh, that's yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. He should have punched <laughs> Talk himself. Talk about in today's day and age, doing Ike Turner is not, not the best thought out plan. Yeah, everyone should know that Ike Turner, who was Tina Turner's first husband, and yeah. he used to beat the living shit out of her. And what's yeah. funny is, if you don't, the New York, was it the New York Post that has the really great headlines? I think so, yeah. I think it's the New York Post. I would say the the best headline they ever had, the best headline they ever had, it's my favorite ever, it made me laugh out loud, was when Ike Turner died. Mm-hmm. The headline was, Ike Turner beats Tina to death. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
That's horrible. <laughs> but it's, it's so funny. Clever. It's funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tina Turner. When Tina Turner eventually dies, that is going to be a sad day in this house. I love Tina Turner. So, but lot, but getting yeah. back to Widow, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was one of those where you. She talks about this, <clears> and she talks about this afterwards of that deer in a headlight. That I think that she thought that she could just sort of do the where she kind of moves her moves her shoulders and kind of rocks back and forth, yeah. not realizing that Tina isn't necessarily somebody that would be you would consider to be a funny mm-hmm. character. There's yeah. not a lot you can do with Tina. Tina is somebody who is. As far as, you know, rock and roll royalty, she is revered by people, but she's also somebody that is very poised and very um, beloved by, you know, various, various musicians. And I think to to go what you did as far as take somebody that Rue knows and then make them filthy, I feel like with that, that would be almost considered disrespectful because she is somebody who Rue loves. Yeah. So she kind of she got herself into a corner there. I mean, the thing where she said cake and then at one point where she said, where's Tina? She goes, it's, I can Tina. It's, I can Tina, which is a line from the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of veering in funny. But and they obviously did not. If she said jokes, they didn't make any jokes about him beating the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. But talk about just not a, a very forgettable. A very, very forgettable. Years from now, we'll say, who did Widow Von do? And then one random person will say she did Tina Turner. But we won't be able to remember that. She made mistake number three. Oh, okay. RuPaul likes this person. I'm just going to do them. Yeah. I will say you're right. It's hard to make. Because remember, my, my rule was not just someone that Rude loved, but who's known for not, who's known for being like pure and innocent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then make them dirty. I, Tina Turner, not that you think she's uh, a, a horrible human, nasty human being, but she is a sexual presence. She has a sexual energy. She is a complete woman. Like, like not that we've ever heard Tina say anything dirty or anything like that, but it wouldn't be out of the realm. It's not funny. It's just like, okay, she said dirty things, whatever. It's just Tina Turner yeah. saying dirty things. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's just, just because you do someone that RuPaul likes. Diana Ross is another trap that people fall for. Like, yeah. you have to make that person funny. You have to make that person funny. And it's harder just because RuPaul loves them doesn't mean you're an instant uh, win. But again, weaker snatch game, she's safe. Yeah, she was safe. Uh, all right. All right. Now, here's one we have to talk a lot about. Gigi Good as named Maria the Robot, really doing Sophie the Robot. Uh, your thoughts, Taylor, on this? I We liked her. We thought My husband and I thought it was very funny. Um, she showed that, that Gigi can be filthy. I think Mm -hmm. that Gigi is sort of one of those, you know, a, a underdog as far as that she, I think people came into this thinking, oh, she'll be, she's just a look queen. Mm -hmm. And as she has shown that she has some comedic chops, um, and willingness to go there with stuff. I Mm -hmm. think that shows that she is a really strong contender for be, for being at the end of the, um, making it all the way to the finale. I, now tell me why I'm why I'm wrong. No, no, <laughs> no. I I agree with everything you said. Actually, the only thing was Maria the robot didn't really make me laugh as much as uh, the editors and and everybody wanted me to believe. I do believe it was a very clever choice. And in fact, I want to because we're not going to really talk about talk about. Did, was there anything on, untucked you wanted to talk about? No, yeah, no, because I didn't understand what you were fighting about. So, mm-hmm. so what I'm going to say is this: 
is there was a moment in Untucked where Sherry Pie, even though they don't really show it, but you can tell Sherry Pie is part of the conversation, and Jackie Cox are telling the other contestants, how are you guys bitching about this? Because of all the challenges on RuPaul's Drag Race, this is the one that you know is coming and you have the most time to prepare for and to get ready. Now, Jackie mm-hmm. Cox is, of course, speaking from experience because her character is very studied. We will get to Sherry Pie when we get to Sherry Pie. But it's very, very studied. Okay, so of course, she prepped like nobody's business. She did her homework. And Jada, I think it's Jada. I can't remember if it's Jada or Widow. One of them says to them, that's easy for you two to say because this comes naturally to you two. But for someone who this doesn't come naturally to, it's very difficult. And that you basically shutting them down because they're already good at that. And it's a valid right. argument, except for the bitch who fucking won, she did her homework. She's not a natural comedian. She's not a funny queen, but she did her fucking homework like she knew everybody knows you're going to do Snatch Game. And she prepped and she got it ready. And she maybe she had coaching. Maybe she didn't. But she got her Snatch Game character and it was ready. They she herself, the winner of the challenge, was proof of the of the advice. The other two top were were saying, remember, these are the other two top queens. The one who won isn't a comedy queen. She's a look queen. But she did her fucking homework. Another case in point, I don't think she won her season, but she did very well, was Aquaria. Aquaria's not a funny queen. Yeah, but that's she a good... Did, she did her fucking Aquaria, homework. Aquaria won Snatch Game. Oh, she did? Oh. Aquaria won Snatch Game. Yeah, she did win Snatch She's Game. She's another perfect example. A look queen mm-hmm. who did her fucking homework. The, uh, yeah. Crystal, I mean, sorry, Jackie and Sherry Pie were 100% on the money. You know this is coming. You have to prep for it. Just because, Widow, just because you said show someone that Rue likes. Yeah, and Cardi, the, Cardi B and Tina Turner, yeah, the, what, they weren't funny. All you did was just say right. that you had a nice butt and talk about, it's basically, ugh, I can't with them. Anyway, okay. uh, so anyway, back to Gigi Good. Um, it was, I think she won because it was, a, it, 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 she proved RuPaul wrong and RuPaul appreciated that, that RuPaul thought she was going to be really bad and she was, I feel, I don't feel Gigi Good was bad. I just feel she was competent. It, uh, you know, she was the, the best among lessers. I don't know the phrase, right? But, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I could see why Gigi won. Uh, it, it was amusing, yeah. you know, but I, I never laughed. I didn't even do like a, not even that. I was just like, what is this? And, and like, I, a and chuckle. Was, nope. Nope. And I even think RuPaul's laughter during her segments was forced. Okay. okay. Um, next we have Aiden Zane as Patricia Quint. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it felt like Aiden was court ordered to be on the show and do Snatch Game. And so yeah. she was doing the minimum. Uh, it, it feels like Aiden at this point said, "I'm da- I'm out," so I'm I'm not even trying anymore. Or is it? Do you think it is the proof that the girls wanted to be seen that Aiden is lazy? Because it is laziness. It could be. I mean, she, anytime they showed her, it was just I don't even know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. Where that was the only thing that she was able to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point, even asked, "When was the you know, 
somebody somebody one of the confessionals says you know rue is trying to volley all of these things throwing these softballs at her to try to get her and she's just not she just has no idea what to say what to do is that a question of she just suddenly froze or where she really didn't have any information i mean you know when at one point when rue says what year did you do rocky horror and she has no idea she says it which, i think in the snap and untucked i think she says it i think she says i don't know what year was why would i know that i don't know what year was made Right, but that's I mean that that is the thing that Patricia Quinn that is the only thing that Patricia Quinn is known for, to mm-hmm. the best of my knowledge. The only thing I know her for. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know her name. I just knew her as Magenta. Yeah. And to do the older version of it, this is an example of if you had somebody who had done their research and had practiced and had gotten it ready, much like with Gigi with the robot, it could have been somebody who you knocked it out of the park, but it also you want it to be somebody that is known within the zeitgeist. I mean, this is an example between her and Poppy. Neither one of them are necessarily known by everybody, but for completely different reasons. I'm sure there's lots of people who unfortunately have never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. So don't have that point of reference. So then to create a character that was just she just sort of looked like she was doing old lady drag in a high school musical. Mm-hmm. And it it just was it was Anytime they went to her, you you died a little inside because it was just – it was not good. First of all, it was the case in point of – remember a couple of weeks ago when they did the improv challenge and Jackie Cox was trying to teach the yes and principle? This is the yeah. example. Like, this is the opposite of – this is what they're talking telling you not to do. If someone gives you a piece of information, you're like, I don't know. Well, what, what is RuPaul supposed to say to that? You know? Right. I don't know. I don't Instead know where am yes I. yes and, it's no but. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. And you're like, okay, well, there's nowhere to go with I don't know. Or I don't know. I'm dumb. I'm drunk. What am I here? You're shutting them down. And so there's nowhere mm-hmm. to take the bit. And I think that was – I think – here's what I think. I'm speculating. I don't know this. I don't know this Patricia Quinn, medicine woman, right? <laughs> you know she lives in – my speculation is that Aiden Zane lives in some shit town in Georgia or wherever he's from, right? It's just outside of uh-huh. Atlanta, right? And – Patricia Quinn probably lives in this little town, and she's like the local celebrity because she was in a movie five fifty years ago, and um, and he wants to kiss her ass, so he probably went to lunch with her, and she's like, ah! you know, and he's like, listen, I'm gonna be on this TV show. What's a TV show? I don't know what that is. And she's like, well, I'm gonna I'm, as a, uh, to honor you, Patricia. I'm going to do an impersonation of you. All right, that sounds pretty good. I like what you're going to do there. Uh, can I blow with you then if you just mention my name a couple of times? And he's like, um, I'm gay. And she's like, don't matter to me. As long as you come in my mouth and come in my titties, all I care about. You know, so the point is, I don't know. I, didn't, I went somewhere. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I think I was fantasizing about that. Anyway, um, oh. the point is, I think he, he, she, he knows her and he wants to impress her. And it's a lazy thing to do. It's lazy. It was horrible. It's one of the worst snatch games in the history of the show. And I'll tell you why. Because the one, there were worse ones. You know, one of my favorite snatch games ever is this little midget who, when she did Beyonce, and she's falling all over the place, right? And uh, <laughs> what's her name again? Kenya Michaels. Kenya Michaels. You can't say midget anymore. Kenya Michaels is <laughs> running around like a crazy person, flawing off the chair, being, you know... Isn't she farting in it? She's farting, like farting, you know, kind of crazy thing. Now, you're saying, well, that's worse than that. Yeah, but it's so bad, it's wonderful. This is just bad and boring. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's bad and boring. 
the level of unprofessionalism too much. Far too much. Uh, all right, Britta as Jennifer Holiday. Your thoughts? I okay. There was part of me that was. I found this almost offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Just of the because you know Britta is not black she is polynesian as she has said in the first episode that she was in and she's doing this thing where she's like got her mouth really big and she's just where it's and i and when you watch old video of jennifer holiday singing she kind of does that Mm -hmm. but it there was something about it that felt somehow racist to me and i I can't necessarily put my finger on it but i just i was very uncomfortable watching that now part of that might have been that those big choppers were like taking up my entire tv but it was it just was not it was it was one note. It was one note the entire time, and I don't I don't like it. It was horrible. I don't know this Jennifer. I know who she is, but I don't know her personally. Yeah. It um it's you know again another snatch game uh pitfall which is. It it it's 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 in the same area. Uh, I'm gonna do. I do a really good impersonation of this person. So now I'm just gonna just repeat the same thing over and over again, right? Yeah. And I found the one little quirk that they have, and I'm just gonna keep doing. That's gonna be my answer for everything. I have a friend who actually she does really funny impersonations. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say who it is. Um, but she does really funny impressions. She makes me laugh. Her Instagram stuff makes me laugh. She's my friend. Whatever. But I remember years ago we had a little bit of a falling out for like a week. I don't, I apologized, even though I shouldn't have. <laughs> well, because I just wanted it to be over, right? Right. But she came up to me and she goes, um, I have my Rachel Ray impression down. Right? Okay. And what was the word she said? It was some word, I guess, that Rachel Ray says a lot. And I go, okay, okay. E-D-O-O? Uh, no, 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 no. It was like, cool, or something like that, right? I don't remember something like that, right? It was like, cool. It wasn't cool, but it was something like that, right? Yeah. And she goes, oh, I, I finally nailed my Rachel Ray impression, right? And I go, oh, I want to see it. I, you know, I know this Rachel Ray. I know who she is. And she went, cool. And I went, okay, what else? And she was like, no, that's it. And I go, well, you have to say more than cool, you right. know? And she got so mad that I criticized her, said that critique, right? She didn't talk to me for like a week or two until I apologized, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. There's one yeah. thing, Jennifer, that's, that's your answer for everything? It, it looked more like she was doing an impression of this Fire Marshal Bill. Do you remember Fire Marshal Bill Taylor? <laughs> yes, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey was on this show called, that's he got his start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had this start called uh, In Living Color, okay? It was on Fox. It was, a, it was a sketch show. And he had a character that was very famous at the time called Fire Marshal Bill. YouTube it. You'll find it. And yeah. it seemed more like she was doing Fire, Mar- Fire Marshal Bill with her mouth. Am yeah. I wrong? No, no. When you say that, that totally. My husband posted a thing on Twitter saying that who, every time I saw Britta, I thought of an It's Wario from Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of this, just this big, huge mouth kind of coming at people. So. Yeah, I don't know. And ev- that, that with every joke. All right. Uh, Crystal Method as Poppy. I guess she did it. I don't know. I mean, uh, Jonathan Bennett said that he went and watched videos after Snatch Game and said that she got it down perfect. But there's no point of reference for Rue. Rue has no idea who that is. Uh, so, Following Jonathan Bennett's advice, I did have done this. I went to go look up Poppy's videos. Mm-hmm. He's right. She nailed the impression. Nailed it. Yeah. But 
the next step, you know, it, it, how do you, it, I, it's a character, yeah, she nailed the impression, but how does that character live in a real world in on Snatch Game? Does that make sense? And by the way, I'm not disagreeing that that would be a difficult challenge. It is a challenge. That's probably why you wouldn't choose Poppy as a character, you know, on Snatch Game. But yeah, um, yeah what well, the it was well, like, it's yeah. it's kind of the same reason why you wouldn't choose Elda Barge like Rue wanted to be, where she's like, you should be. El- what is funny about Elda Barge? Elda Barge had like four or five songs. Yeah, that she might be able to, you know, jam into a reference for an answer, but it's there isn't anything. There isn't anything about Elda Barge that is memorable as far as a personality goes. Also, it would be the worst advice ever. One, what would Elda Barge do? Two, Crystal has made it very known. She doesn't know who the fuck Elda Barge is. Yeah. And, and, and the way they're sequestered, there's no way for her to find out who Elda Barge is. Right. How would she do Elda Barge? Just come out in boy clothes? Be like, hi, I'm Elda right, Barge. Come out in boy clothes and, and draw a little pencil mustache <laughs> over her lip. She that wouldn't would, know to do be, that. She wouldn't know yeah. to do that because she can't look her up, him up. She wouldn't know to do that, and she would get read to filth by Michelle for coming out and pretty much in boy drag. Yeah, that that was it was awful advice. The the RuPaul just wanted to see him as Elda Barge because she wanted it for her spank bank later. It was just some weird sick fantasy <laughs> that uh, she wanted to see. Uh, but uh, I appreciate the effort. But again, try just uh, just doing an impression perfectly isn't right. All right, Sherry Pie is Catherine Hepburn. Let's talk about that. Um, I mean, I thought that the the thing with the the handwriting was funny, mm-hmm. and when she tried to answer the one question of what kind of tree, and it took her thirty seconds, and she went oak. That was there's definitely she is somebody who clearly is familiar with comedic timing with with you know she's been trained in this, so it makes sense that she did as well as she did, and she was in the top three. It was the strongest character of the night. It was the funniest character. I don't know if particularly funny, but funniest character of the night. The reason she didn't win, I'll tell you why 100%. Here it goes. Raven went on What's the Tea? She was a guest on What's the Tea with RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she discussed on the show that if were she ever to have a chance to go back on the show and do Snatch Game, she would do a, a late stage Catherine Hepburn whose voice used to shake and her hands used to shake and the cards would be scribble and then she would just say whatever the right answer was. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's why Sherry Pie didn't win. It was okay. funny and I don't think anyone's mad and maybe she was doing an intentional homage to what Raven said showing that she did her homework but it's literally it's a no no you can find it on Reddit. But it's a quote from like, someone quoted the actual episode, transcribed it. Yeah, where Raven has said that's what she would do. So uh, and Raven is her makeup artist, so obviously it would make sense that that uh, Sherry Pie. There was a discussion night. while she was applying her <laughs> uh, lip liner. Do you remember when I was on your show and this is what I said? Yeah. So Some, I think Ru- something to think about when you're deciding who wins. So have a good show. <laughs> yeah. So as funny as Sherry Pie was, it wasn't her original idea. The funny thing, t- and I could see it even being an homage. But if people don't recognize the homage, is it really an homage or is it stealing? You know. Oh, that's stealing. That sounds completely like stealing. Because you would have to, you would have to really know that show 
to remember that. Luckily, there are fans who really do know that show. And yeah, so you're talking about like people that really this is their this is their oxygen yeah. for them. So so yeah, Sherry sense. Pine did a good job, but uh, it, it's not a winner for me because it's not her idea. Um, all right. It's time for Elimination Day. The queens return to the workroom to prepare for this week's runway. Jackie refuses Britta's excuses, saying they all knew Snatch Game was coming. Crystal and Aiden are nervous about their Snatch Game performances, but Aiden hopes her runway look can save her from the bottom. Widow reveals her history of abusive relationships and homelessness, which I want to get to that in a second, which led to her love for Tina Turner. Gigi comes out as gender fluid. Much like Rue's love for Crystal about the Elder Barge. When JG said that she was Jennifer Wood Tyler, there were other fluids going on too, right? When she said that. Okay, okay, okay. And tells the story of her beloved gay uncle who helped them feel comfortable to be themselves. Uh, okay, well, we don't know how GG, um, what pronoun she uses. Um, okay. So, um, all right, moving on. Uh, so what were your thoughts here on this elimination day, uh, Taylor? I, I, unfortunately, yeah. the story that Widow told is something that I hear a lot at work. Oh, you do? Um, of, yeah, of where people are, th- were th- especially the older generation of clients that I work with who were thrown out of the house because it was in the 70s or the 80s. Um, and they came out as gay and that they would get themselves in whether either they were doing sex work at some point or they were living <clears> living <throat> on the streets or they were just kind of, you know, move, going from boyfriend to boyfriend because it was a warm place to sleep. And mm-hmm. inevitably, once once they got tired of dealing with the client, my clients, um, and that's led to some very tough choices and and hard lives that a lot of my clients, some of my clients, not a lot, mm-hmm. some of my clients have had to go through. I guess my problem with her analogy of, you know, and I know Tina Turner went through a lot, so that's why I wanted to honor Tina Turner mm-hmm. and I wanted to do Tina Turner for Snatch Game is if you truly feel like you want to honor and respect Tina Turner, mm-hmm. why would you then decide to do Ike Turner? Very There's good something point. about that that speaks that kind of spits in the face of what. So we're going to do a we're we're we're, go, we're going to be um, a character that has as a well known history of domestic abuse mm-hmm. and rose up to be somebody who she was you know she was always part of the Ike and Tina review, mm-hmm. but then rose up to become Tina Turner and was an enormous star. In the 80s, mm-hmm. um, the, the the most of the from about 84 on mm-hmm. um, and then some some in the 90s, but just was just this beloved person, not only because she was super talented, but also because of all this. So so the, mm-hmm. to then decide halfway through Snatch Game, you were then going to start to play the portrayer and portray the por- portray the abuser rather as someone who is aggressive and abusive. It, it, it kind of it does. It doesn't match up. It's, it's incongruent to me. Look, it's so funny because you saw that as a mental health problem, which I completely agree with. That's a very interesting point I hadn't thought of. I was looking at it and like the way they segued into that was maybe one of the worst segues I have ever seen in the history of Mirror Moments. It was yeah. literally like, um, what did she ask? Like, oh, you love Tina Turner? Or like, why did you do Tina? It was something, it was, 
I think once again Sherry Pie was playing the role of the producer and was like, ask her some question that had nothing to do with what she was eventually going to talk about. Like it was yeah. like, uh, um, you know, hey, uh, you ever see uh, what's love got to do with that? I think that'd be even closer. It was like some. It was well, I have to find it. I'm not going to go find it. But mm-hmm. and then she goes. Yeah, because Tina was abused. And I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, it came out of left field. Like, it was like, it was, yeah. she, she either, she produced herself and just jammed it in because she wanted to get her screen time or a producer somehow. I don't know. It, it felt so weird and so out of left field and forced in the conversation that I was, it, it left me thinking about that the whole time. But it was, that's a good point you make about how. If you went through all this, why would you then portray the abuser in a way that when you were holding up for laughs, it wasn't in a way that was we're laughing on because it, it was just like it. Yes, I understand what you're saying. It, yeah, there, it, there's you, you were laughing. You 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 were laughing at stuff from scenes that were. I mean, I I've seen what's love got to do with it, and some of those scenes are horrifying to watch where they were they were they were just i mean there's there's a rape scene at one point and just on top mm-hmm. of just all of the the emotional and physical abuse yeah and to try to portray that as something that's funny it it doesn't it doesn't connect for me mm-hmm. um moving on to Gigi, uh, what Gigi said i mean i think people really like Gigi. i think this was the turning point where people really will love Gigi. Because she's talking, she's she she's she's speaking to two different parts of our population of the mm-hmm. of the LGBT population. Mm-hmm. She's talking to the young kids who get this a little bit more than I think mm-hmm. our generation does, and the generation mm-hmm. above us, um, as far as you know, gender and fluidity and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's also talking to the older generation and talking about the importance of mentors mm-hmm. and the importance of realizing that there are older you know, relatives or friends of family or whatever you want to call it that played a role in our lot in our lives to let us know that it's okay. Mm -hmm. Those of us that are fortunate enough to have that. I mean, you know, while I'm not, I, to the best of my knowledge, I don't have an LGBT, um, my niece and my nephew and my little sister who are all teenagers, they all identify as heterosexual to the best of my knowledge. You know, they all have gotten to see me as a proud gay man who is living my life with my Wonder Woman, my Disney stuff, and they all just think it's kind of great. And it's it's something where we – they, not you. I just saw that cock of an eyebrow. That um, it, it, it speaks to the importance of gay elders, for lack of a better word, and that it's important that we keep those connections going to keep you know intergenerational stuff happening. So I I, li- I liked it. Not for the reasons you did, you pervert, but I liked it for just kind of showing the importance of that. That Again, that is something that has never really been talked about mm-hmm. as far as people having other LGBT, you know, they, <laughs> we had talked about Dahlia having the twin brother. Yeah. But otherwise, the idea of... Um, Dahlia twin. Dahlia twin. <laughs> talking about, you know, gay gay mentors, gay relatives, gay, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Well, Taylor, it's time for your favorite part of the show. It's time that we talk about... The looks. Like? The looks. All right. This uh, week, the, it was Frozen Extravaganza. Um, Taylor, 
your thought. Um, oh, I don't have the order right in front of me. Do you have a, what? What are you? What would t- tell me about your thoughts of the looks? I love the idea of the looks. I liked that they added the really cheap set, uh, <laughs> cold tre- the iced trees, um, to add to it. I find it interesting that they were focusing on the play Frozen and not mm-hmm. the movie for even though they used Let It Go, which I know it's but but it seemed well, like also they were both are owned really, by Disney. They were trying really really hard to not say Disney or to say the film <laughs> and they even don't say they don't even necessarily say frozen they say frozen eleganza mm-hmm. um and i also find it interesting that nobody came and i'm sure they were directed to do this nobody came in in an elsa outfit yeah of the queens that were there nobody came in and just a full-on because i remember when that movie came out turning to my co-host on pot as my co-pilot and saying after we watched let it go i remember saying you know how many queens are running to joanne's fabrics right now to get like, mm-hmm. blue sequins fabric to make these elsa dresses oh well there so the fact is that no um, one came out of that. vivian panay is known as a wig maker i believe it's vivian panay and there's all this drama surrounding it and i'm not going to get into it right but i think one of her big wigs that she sells is an uh, an elsa wig yeah. yeah if this had been done last season you can guarantee nina would have come out as elsa yeah so, um, but I liked, I liked the, I liked the look. I liked the fact that everybody did a lot of, you know, whites and blues, you know, pale whites and blues. So they, they I thought the looks were pretty good. Are we going to have a video of that or? No, I forgot to pull it. Okay. Um, I could say my favorite look of all of them, because again, it was a variation on what was to be expected was Gigi's mm-hmm. as the ice cream woman, um, with the, the, uh, good nature, good nature. Is that what it's? What's, what was the old ice the cream? Good humor. Good humor. It's like kind of the good humor, the sexy good humor girl, mm-hmm. even with the little pink on the nose holding the big ice. I thought that was very clever. Mm-hmm. And I thought that she looked great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked Britta's look. I thought mm-hmm. Britta's look because it was it was beautiful, just the, just the design and the shape of it. But I also liked that it wasn't just all blue and white. As much as I like that blue and white aesthetic, the fact that you had all of these different crystals that were all different colors of the hot pink and the orange and everything I thought was really good. My fear was at first, and it wasn't until she described it, that we've seen in previous runways where the lighting is off and it gives everything weird colored hues. I thought that was just the reflection of the lights, but then you saw that that was actually the colors of the dress mm-hmm. um, versus versus just the lighting. So I liked that. Uh, a third look that I liked trying to go through in my head I can't think of I can't think of a third look of anybody that we normally talk about on the show. Oh well, yeah, you know what's so funny? You're talking about Sherry Pie. I guess they didn't even show Sherry Pie's look. They didn't. They didn't even show her walking down the runway. You sort of forgot about her until they said coming up after the break, and you saw her standing on the end. We're like, holy shit, they didn't show her. Yeah, because her des- no, her designer went on Twitter, pissed the show that they didn't show her runway look, and was like, fuck this show, blah 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 blah. Look, Sherry Pie did something awful, okay? And mm-hmm. there are a lot of victims as collateral, okay? Yeah. Like, one of the victims being World of Wonder, one of the victims being the other contestants, one of the victims being the people she actually victimized, you know? A lot of yeah. people got damaged as collateral. Unfortunately, designer, I think he designed almost all her outfits, if not all of them. You're one of the people who are damaging collateral. You can't be mad at VH1 for she hurt a lot of people. And so you have to think yeah. maybe watching her walk down the runway 
is painful to the people she victimized. It's not all about you, you fucking designer. Like, I, and I'm sorry that that happened to you, but a lot of people got victimized here. A lot of people, yeah. if you think you're losing money or whatnot, like, like guy, I, I don't care how fierce your outfit is. If Hitler's running on, walking on the runway wearing your outfit, don't be like, I want to wear that outfit. I don't care about Hitler. So you should be happy yeah. that they hid the outfit. Yeah. The drag queen, um, look, the drag queens who will hire you know that you did fierce work. That's what's important. Right. And I think that, you know, we, I am friends with one of my, one of my nieces is friends with, I can't remember his last name, but it's Casey something who has done a lot of the looks for, I know he did Trinity, the Tux, uh, lime green, where it was like the zip tie Mm -hmm. outfit. He did Sasha Velour's uh, reunion look. Um, Very, very talented. And I follow him on Instagram. And a lot of times he will take pictures of the outfits that aren't on the queen. They're on another model and show that sometimes he'll wear them and show pictures of it. So there's no reason that you can't say to people, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this was my outfit and not yeah. even necessarily use a picture of Sherry Pie, but mm-hmm. just use a picture of, you know, another model wearing it. Yeah. And then people still get to see your look. Will it have the broad audience that Drag Race had? No, but at least then those who know will know. Yeah. And also, like I said, the hope is that other drag queens or people who buy those outfits will... S- Yes, Taylor? No, I just thought of somebody else I like. But go ahead. Fit it, please finish your thought. The other people who, who will hire you and give you money to the looks. Trust me. Every drag queen pays attention to that, follows the people that you need to be followed, will know you do good work, regardless of the Sherry Pie stuff. They will hire you. You will be found. What were you going to say? Yeah. Crystal. Crystal and the Mr. Freeze inspired from Batman. I got the I got the reference right away when she came out, so I was glad that she said, and I'm inspired by Mr. Freeze. But I thought it was a very well tailored mm-hmm. and beautiful look. And again, she's showing us something different. I mean, she's still sort of. It feels like in the beginning, my complaint with her was that she's covering her face, so we don't really see who she is. And maybe as I've gotten to know her over the, I, I can make out who it is now. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like she's modifying her makeup in such a way that I can see, I can see Crystal in there, where I couldn't see it in the beginning. And I thought everything about this, other than the wig, to quote a former co-host of the show, was a little thirsty. Mm-hmm. But I thought that the look and everything, particularly the pants and the and the blouse on top, everything was everything was absolutely great. Um, so I was glad to see that. Uh, as far as the least favorite looks go, Aiden looked sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus the weird thing where the contacts were slowly sliding around to where then eventually they were these weird slits. And the fact, again, they they, they did Aiden wrong with the mm-hmm. whole close-up yeah. of the eyes to show yeah. that. Because at one point I said to <laughs> I said to Pablo, I'm like, did her contacts move or something? And then the last thing they show is that close-up. Well, when, that right when she's saying something to too, that's when she says something. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's shady. That is shady. She's yeah, saying something super that, would, shady. that corresponds with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Any that other was, thoughts? That was probably my least favorite look. Any other thoughts on the looks? Um, Widow, Widow looked like Frosty the Snowman dropped a load on her face. The whole thing with the things hanging off her face was not. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite get the look that I was expecting. Um, Jan's, I liked the concept of it. Mm-hmm. And I think... You know, you have to work with what you work with as far as silicone. Um, but it, it, th- everything was jiggling a little too much to really give it that feeling of being frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like her makeup. And I like that she does occasionally get a little bit more conceptual. I know that mm-hmm. she did the blue, the ball ball look where she the blue face. 
last time. I like that we're seeing things about her, but it was just sort of okay. Mm-hmm. Right. What about, did you have anybody that you really liked or really didn't like? No. I don't remember. I, I was looking at the love. I have a horrible memory for it. That's something that like, I just, I look at it and I go, oh, that's cute. That's nice. I well, I will say for the most part, I think I liked everybody's except for Aiden's. I thought it looked for the most part pretty good. I don't know. I don't remember. Could everything have to rely on my thinking about the looks? I don't like talking about the yeah. looks. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. What did you think, things were staying in this section, what did you think of the guest hosts, guest judges? I'm curious your thoughts, particularly on Jonathan Bennett. So I looked him up on IMDb to see what he's done since. And I saw that he's, yeah. the, he's the host. Is it Cake Wars? Cupcake Wars. And no. oh, I, I think there's I another one that he's. Oh, okay. He's a host of these. There, there's a bunch of them. That, yeah. There's a bunch of them that all take place on the same set. Yeah. And I, I've watched when I was uh, sick a couple of years ago, I would sit and watch Cupcake War episodes on my uh, iPad. Isn't, so he was the host. Isn't, I thought Cupcake Wars was hosted by that Justin. Um, his the magi- magician. Yeah, his, his just his, his magician name used to be Just Incredible, which is awful. But yeah. I can't remember what his real name is. Justin something or other, right? They, they, they've vacillated. Some okay. some seasons are Jonathan Bennett, and some are the magician. Okay. He seemed very host of one of those shows. It seemed very, very. He seemed very like studied and like I'm a host of a show. Hi, you know. Yeah. I think he's transitioned to that rather than actor. And yeah. um, it seemed very like almost Ryan Seacresty. So there was something that I, that rang false about him. Okay, yeah, I because I find him to be super cute, of even though he is do. super like his eyebrows are tweezed within an inch of the light. Yeah, but um, he and he seemed to be having fun with the you know clapping and, and watching everything that was going yeah. on, and I just I find him cute. And the Daniel, Fr- how do you say his last name? Francesi. Francesi, um, he was fun. He was he was he was a he was good fun. host. He was I was expecting him to be more. But. Yeah, so was I. He clearly was a fan of the show and knew what he was talking about. But um, yeah, uh, they were they were fine. They were serviceable. Everything was serviceable in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that is, those are the looks. The looks. The looks. All right. Back in the main stage, Heidi, Jada, Jan, and Widow are named safe and excluded. Excused. I'm sorry from the stage. The top three of the week are Sherry Pie, Gigi Good, and Jackie Cox. Gigi is named the winner of the snatch game, leaving Crystal Method, Britta, and Aiden Zane in the bottom. After the judges save Crystal Method from the bottom, Aiden Zane and Britta are left to go head to head in a lip sync battle for their lives. The song, the Broadway rendition of "Let It Go" from the musical based on the Disney film Frozen. After pulling out some pyrotechnics, Britta managed to outperform her competitor and sent Aiden Zane packing. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? Well, I think Britta won oh. because. Mm-hmm. She's able to move that mouth. <laughs> like yeah. that's a song that involves you like kind of having like a huge mouth. Whereas Aiden, I, there's time point Aiden like kind of barely knew the words mm-hmm. <laughs> to it. Whereas, you know, where it, Britta is sort of doing just that big kind of like the Jennifer Holiday, the ha 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 sort of yeah. thing. Where she was doing that with it. And that was sort of the focus of it. I didn't quite get the pyrotechnics like or felt I don't know how she did it, where they came from, mm-hmm. whatever. Um <clears throat> but it was it was an okay. I think the snow helped. The fact that it started snowing in the mm-hmm. on the stage was was helpful to that. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, it was serviceable. But once again, she did the thing of where she stood in front of her competitor. And I have a huge problem with that. I have a huge, huge problem with that. I just think that is not that that's not very sportsmanlike. I get that you're fighting for your spot, but it should be where the focus is on you not taking focus away from the other person. Now, that being said, Aiden kind of <laughs> fell behind. So I don't necessarily completely fault Britta for that, but I know that when she she lip synced in the past, she that would that was an issue. Look, it was Aiden's time to go. And everybody knows. Oh yeah, no, I agree yeah. with that a hundred percent. Everybody knows the producers, RuPaul, everybody knows that her time to go was two episodes ago, three episodes ago. Uh-huh. Somebody argued four episodes ago. Okay. And it's taken this long to get her in the right spot where she was worthy of being in the bottom two, where she could be placed in the bottom two, and they needed someone to send her home. Obviously, for story reasons, the best person to put up against her was Britta. Okay. Do you think that was uh, storyline mm-hmm. reasons that make sense? Do you think that Crystal should have lip synced against her? I think no, but I'm interested in your reason. I would say no, because I think the Crystal's look saved her. I think Crystal's look saved her. And I also think that when they went back and realized they didn't know who Poppy was, but when they went back and watched the videos and realized that she did a great Poppy, that yeah. that's what saved her. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. Good point. So, uh, and also, look, just for the storyline, too. They want to see Britta, who they may find her, send her home. That said, if you look at Britta's lip sync by itself, it borders on cringy, if not actually full-blown cringe. Yeah. Like, yeah. the way, you know, Laura, and the first response, uh, Lori and I sang, we lip synced to Frozen the same way that Britta lip synced to Frozen. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was like the way over pronouncing the words. Like, okay, bitch, we get that you know the words. Like, it was yeah. very, yeah. very odd to look at, uncomfortable. There was nothing spectacular about it. You're right. The snow and the pyrotechnics helped save her. Helped save her. Not save her. She would have won anyway because Aiden at one point just right. gave up. Just straight up was like, just send me straight home. up, just barely moving his mouth. Was one mouth. was one level above um, Charlie Hyde. Just standing there. We're just by, yeah. by 1%, you know? Yes. So it didn't take much to send, to have Charlie sent Hyde, Aiden home. Jesus. Uh, shut up, yeah. I'm talking. That was, a, that was a reference to Charlie Hyde. I wasn't really saying shut up, I'm talking. <laughs> Do you remember when he told, he told Eureka that? Remember that? <laughs> could you shut up for a minute? Yeah, could, could you, you shut, shut up for a minute? For, I think that's a, could you oh. just shut up for a minute? So, uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> I won an episode where at one point you go, shut up, I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Charlie Hyde uh, was one level above that. But uh, but any other, if anybody competent would have got up against Britta, she would have gone home. I will say, though, that's a hard lip sync to do. Uh, that's a hard song to do a traditional drag style lip sync to. Uh, it doesn't have any kind of real like beat or like rhythm to dance or anything like that. It's a performance song. Yeah. But... Um, uh, yeah, it was cuckoo. No, not cuckoo. It was cringy, beringy, and uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's time. It's time for this Britta to go too. Now that Aiden's, in other words, honestly, Britta is dumb. She should have been wanting Aiden to stick around because then the spotlight wouldn't go on her. Bitch, you have been in the bottom for two or three yeah. weeks in a row. You need to get this bitch. She's like your human shield because then now right. the eye of Sauron. It's going to be on Britta. 
Yeah, no. Uh, Babalu said that. He said, hasn't she lip synced like three times? I said, I don't think three, but definitely this is her second one. So she goes uh, by by the general rules. And she hasn't necessarily done anything to, if it sounds like, to really impress Rue mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. I, I feel like if Heidi lip synced more than twice on a third time, mm-hmm. she might get a save. Whereas Britta is just kind of coasting along. Britta, Britta has to lip sync again. There's a good chance Britta's going home. Yes. You're right. No, no. You're the, if, if, if Britta lip syncs again, I think she's going home. Unless, look, there were people like Coco Montrese and there's a couple other people who they were, oh, Cameron Michaels, who were such yeah. good lip syncers that you're like, ooh, they maybe not, right? And, they, and it's true. They didn't. I think Coco lip synced like four times. I think same thing with Cameron. Yeah. Cameron did like Cameron four and li- they both lip synced four times. I think when you include the lip syncs, Cameron has the most lip syncs. Yeah, because uh, sorry, when you include the finale, the finale, when you include the finale, but um, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if she goes up again, she's not a good lip syncer. If the person even halfway, unless the person you know falls off the stage uh, holding a Nazi flag, I think um, <laughs> Britta's going home. <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up, and this is going to be because it, it's it's funny that uh, they Carson brought up something very interesting. Oh, he actually made a very interesting Britta comparison, and then they glossed over a gay history moment. That I think is really important. Another comparable person to Britta is Waylon Flowers and Madam and the Madam Puppet did a mouth very similar to Britta. And yeah. they didn't know who Waylon Flowers and Madam uh, were, even though they're the same yes. person. But like, And um, what's funny is I highly recommend – it is so funny how Waylon – I only va- – well, before recently – up until like five or six years ago, I only had the vaguest memories of Wailing Flowers and Madam, but that should have been another mm-hmm. sign uh, that I was a, a little gay kid because um, when I would be little and my parents were watching Hollywood Squares, I just always remember liking Wailing Flowers, not thinking gay or anything. I just really liked them. Right. They were funny, you know? Yeah. Um, and so Wailing Flowers was... I. I would consider him more a comedian than a ventriloquist or puppeteer, or maybe a puppeteer. Because if you ever watch, you can find them, old Wayland Flowers and uh, Madam videos. He actually uses the puppeting theory that I have, which is don't do ventriloquism. <laughs> Just move your mouth, right? Yeah. And then everybody will look where you want to look and no one's going to care. So Wayland Flowers would openly move his mouth. He didn't do ventriloquism, but you were looking at Madam anyway, so you didn't care. Like you, like everybody knows Wayland Flowers is talking, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and Madam was just that fuck. I think she was based on like a slash B Arthur slash, um, um. I think it's B Arthur, and if you if you Wikipedia, you can find out who he based it on. But it's like it's like B Arthur and somebody like this old fucking bitch lady, right? And um, you can find videos where, like, I someone's doing Madam right now, and I've seriously mm-hmm. considered reaching out and somehow getting the getting that person's old too. But let me like, I would love to bring back you know Joe Batanz and Madam. I <laughs> I love it when you watch it. It's a it's definitely comedy from its time. It's um, but it's very gay comedy from its time. I think it's very she, gay comedy. Yeah. It's very the humor is in you know old people wanting to be sexual yeah. and it's, it's like Golden Girls. Yeah, it's very it's very it was pretty much a precursor to the Golden Girls, but on very seventies variety shows and like you said, Hollywood Squares. Mm-hmm. Madam had the Madam's Place where she had a sitcom for a yeah. while that was horrible that I think yeah. like one of the Lander sisters was on and yeah. 
they never showed Wayland. It was always where she was always like laying in bed, but it was all these like mink blankets around her yeah. and stuff. And yeah, it yeah. And Wayland Flower died. Wayland Flowers died of AIDS. And um, <laughs> okay. wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And he was abused Pretty by Ike Turner. Strangely, I don't know why <laughs> Ike Turner abused him too. So <laughs> after Tina, he was he was a puny, poor Wayland Flowers. <laughs> he had to do a rebound relationship <laughs> yeah. with Wayland Flowers. Yeah, I hope I hope this is still funny when we're burning in hell. But that okay. That's... Well, they'll be there anyway. Um... <laughs> So anyway, so Wayland Flowers was uh, Madam is like if you look at it in like the one you can find on YouTube is interesting. He did an H, uh, Wayland Flowers and Madam did an HBO special, so it's much dirtier. Okay. You can see what Madam's nightclub act was like, and it's much okay. dirtier. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think the world is ready for Madam to come back. And I think you have to have a funny comedian. So maybe I shouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> bring her back i think gay i think gay america is ready for madam to come back i think they're yeah. dying for america for madam to come back and uh would love to do that and uh, honestly and- a great platform to reintroduce madam would be drag race as a, yeah. as a guest judge you're right that would yeah. be really great you're right um but the, i think the person who like i think somebody has the madam puppet i don't know if there are actual rights to madam you know but someone ha- someone like no new way flowers and he has to put like I don't know. He's doing it somewhere like, you know, like in Branson or something. I mean, who knows yeah. if it's funny or not. Probably using the same old jokes. You know, talking about like the oil crisis and Jimmy Carter or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or Knott's Landing. Or, you know, like weird right. man, like 80s references that Madden would make. <laughs> um, okay, Taylor, any other thoughts on this episode? No. We talked a lot longer than I expected to because it was yeah. sort of like a – it's 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 – it's it's a high level of quality, but I'm kind of expecting it to be a high level of quality. Whereas I feel like other seasons, it's sort of like, well, let me just drudge through this. Yeah. I'm not I'm not getting that from this, but I'm also not. I'm entertained, mm-hmm. and I feel like I should be wowed, but I'm not wowed. Yeah, does that make sense? It makes total just sense. because you kind of expect them all to be really good because they are all everybody to varying degrees is a really really strong queen. Yes, you're right. Except for Britta. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, she is the she is the queen of New York. I was entertainer of the year. Why would I be singing Frozen? That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. You know what I said to let it go? Let him go into the river with yeah. cement shoes. Yeah. Talking about Waylon Flowers and Madam, I would literally fuck her. <laughs> I don't even. That, I had no joke. Flowers. I just wanted to bring back Waylon Flowers and Madam. I'd be sending flowers, black flowers, yeah. to Aiden's house to yeah. show her as a warning. Don't yeah. show up wearing that stupid snowman outfit again. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about AIDS, and her name is Aiden, but I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't do that. That would be inappropriate. Yeah. But imagine a joke, and it's so fucking funny, but it's so inappropriate. <laughs> Liberace yeah. and Rock Hudson are laughing right now. Anyway, they know. In they hell. Know. In hell. With Waylon Fla- <laughs> Flowers, Rock Hudson, and Liberace are laughing their asses off. Uh, yeah, you know why they're laughing they- their asses off? Because they got fucked so hard and they felt so good. I don't know why I'm making these offensive jokes about dead people. What is wrong they're with They're looking up right now and yeah. laughing at all of these jokes. That's right. They sure are. Entertainment of the Year in New York City. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So, for Taylor Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. 
Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. If you want access to more Season 12 content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at PIMCTaylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>